welcome to Real Talk. Real Talk is about real conversations with real people regarding diversity in higher education. I am your co-host, Jamil Harp, a student activist. And I'm Casey Counselor, a professor in the Communication, Media, and Screen Studies Department at Southern Connecticut State University. All right, Jamil, let's go. Hello. So we are at the final episode for season three. Can I get a round of applause? Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It's been a lovely semester with you all. Oh, season, semester. Yes. All of it. You know, 2021, a roller coaster of a year coming, coming to an to end. end. Yes. <sighs> and, you know, so, Jamel, we're coming to the end of season three. This is our second season together. It is. As co-hosts. And we are speaking into proper mics in a proper studio. Yes. We are in a lovely studio. And we have good mics, good equipment. You have a soundboard. We're feeling official. Very official. Very, yep. very official. We've come a long way. No, we have. We have. Mm-hmm. We used to do this online. Yep. And I'd have to mute myself while the motorcycles went by on the street. Yes. And I had to protect myself from my cat trying to, like, attack my computer or me. So, mm-hmm. Cats are divas. They are. They love a mic. They love a computer screen. Especially, too, when you're in your room by yourself and you're talking. They assume you're talking to them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so this is be- much better. Much yes. Better. Yes, yes, yes. And we're, you know, we're getting ready for season four. We may or may not drop any hints about what's coming for season four in the spring. We might. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But let's talk about this this season we've just had, the semester we've had. Jamil, what were some of your favorite moments from conversations we had this this season? I really enjoyed our reproductive health episode. Mm-hmm. And I have never been a really good listener most of my life. You know, I like to talk. I'm, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially being a comm major, you know, you, you have to think about being an active listener and like all this other comm theory stuff. You struggled. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't do well because I was always waiting to get my next point. Mm. What I'm going to say next. I mean, you and almost everyone else. Oh, yeah. But I really listened on that episode. I think also being on a podcast kind of forces you to be a better listener to folks because you're listening to see what they're saying and. You know, what parts do you want to elaborate on? So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, being on the podcast has taught me to be a better listener. But I listened a lot on that episode and I learned a lot. So that's one of my favorite moments. Mm. Yeah, I loved it, too. And, and, you know, also it's fun to just like we were both we do our minds were blown, you know, continuously talking with Dr. Abby Adams, who I've known for many years as a good friend. and, And honestly, she's always blowing my mind. She's so smart. And and knows so much and just has such compassion. And I, I really, I thought that I knew a lot more than I did. And I love watching you be like, Yeah, I was very, like, taken back. Yeah. And it's nice because I often feel like we have conversations where I normally have these same conversations off the mic. You're like, I've had this before. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, I, I know a good amount on this topic. I didn't know much of that topic mm-hmm. and the depths in which we had it. So, Right. Yeah, and and you know, right now the the Supreme Court is, you know, hearing a case about the Mississippi law, and we have Roe v. Wade uh, being, you know, uh, threatened. Yeah. Um. In in really serious ways, you know, abortion access, of course, has been eroded in many states over many many years. But this is a Supreme Court. You know, we are likely going to be talking again about 
reproductive health, health equity in the spring? Yes, this will not be a one and done conversation on reproductive justice. But I was also just amazed by how mass, like masterfully that conversation was done. You know, like I think even if you're like pro-abortion, anti-abortion, like whatever side you're on, Mm -hmm. you could listen to that episode and feel like, okay, I'm taking something away from that. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, that's what we're trying to do in Real Talk, you know, is, you know, have conversations about hard stuff. You know, the conversations themselves don't necessarily have to feel hard, but we're certainly taking on topics that, that need more conversation around them. Yes. Your favorite moment. My favorite. I am not. If anyone is like, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite book? I'm like, no. I know. Actually, your favorite color. You gave no. me 12 colors. I know. You gave me 12 I colors. basically told you all of them. It depends on the context is what I, I said. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I like to say my favorite color is gray, but, you know, my partner who's a photographer tells me that gray is not a color. Um, Allegedly. You know. You know. Yeah. I think it's a like a shade or a tone. I'm not sure. Anyway, I do love gray and all the rest of the colors. <laughs> anyway, yeah, point being, it's, it's sort of a trigger for me when someone's like, what's your favorite fill in the blank? Mm. I freak out. I will say that one thing I loved across the season was bringing in voices. Yes. Like, so so having a conversation with guests, but like in the, in the what does it mean to be American in the first gen episode, really bringing in other voices on the, on the podcast. So it's not just the two of us and a guest to bring, just bring more texture, bring more voices, more experiences. Totally love doing that. And at the end of the first gen episode, after we heard, I think it was Andrina who was the last, I mean, I was sitting in the same chair here in the studio, looking at Diane um, across the table and she and I both are like wiping our eyes. And usually we have to be so on when we're recording the podcast. We're not like, you're not emotionally available to be moved because you're you're so focused on talking. Talking. Yeah. And just hearing that in the course of our conversation it was like was it was a, it helped me to be really like present and vulnerable I guess to the point of being moved. Which I hope is is you know what happens for listeners. It was also like a super practical way of putting in more voices because there's only so many guests you can have on a single episode to like Facilitate a conversation for listeners to hear. Right. But that format. Loved it. Best idea of the entire season. Definitely. So hopefully next season we have more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, uh, I really appreciated it. I, I guess the thing that the, the takeaway for me is I love hearing a lot of different perspectives on something, like talking with four different people about allyship. And what that looks like and talking with people, you know, at different, you know, talking with students, talking with elders, talking with staff members, talking with people like at different positions um, and at different life phases about these things, I think brings some some nuance and some dimension to these conversations, too. Yes, we had a very in-depth conversation this season about allyship. And what it looks like to be, you know, in a practical sense, you know, folks just talk about allyship. In terms, I don't think a lot of folks can see themselves doing every day. Right. Right. And I've been, you know, I've actually, for most of this season, I've been off of social media. And I have to say, I feel, 
I mean, I don't feel particularly relaxed right now, but I feel more relaxed mm. and more grounded actually in my allyship, not being on social media. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I often think about my allyship like every day mm-hmm. or like, I don't it's know. A, it's a way of life. A way of life. It's more of a way of life, not just as something super intentional. Mm-hmm. More just how you live your life day to day. Yep. That's how I think of mine. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, I have heard from a lot of students that listening to the podcast gave them sort of a new sense of how they could participate, you know, around issues that they care about, that these conversations help them find their, their way and see different ways of being. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) I know it's a dream. So Jamil, I've been thinking about this the last week or so, because you are not, is this the first semester you've not been a student? Yes. Of your life? Of my life. Good point. Since you were a baby? Yes. So I love it. (laughs) So you're doing, you're in a sort of a different orbit than the rest of us who are just before finals week, feeling the deep burnout or whatever comes after burnout. But you're a little separate from that in this moment. Yeah, you're getting enough sleep. (laughs) I'm so sorry to everyone, but I feel fantastic. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I'm glad that you do. Yeah. I'm looking at everyone else like, I understand. I I get it. Mm -hmm. I can recall. Especially this time, too, used to be so chaotic. Oh, it is so chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, like, especially if you work on campus, you know, that job is ending, you're moving out of the residence halls, Mm. finals, like this time period used to be very hectic for me. So now it's very relaxful. (laughs) It is. But how are Mm. you feeling in your classes? What is experience like? Well, I've been thinking about how when we came back in August, you know, with the pandemic, we'd all been away for a couple, two and a half semesters came back in August and there was a lot of anxiety, like COVID anxiety, but also social anxiety. I couldn't sleep for the first like couple weeks of the semester. I remember, and my students couldn't either. It was dead silent when I would walk into class, which typically, I mean, maybe that's the norm in some places, but you know, not usually here people are chatty. And so that was sort of a, a shock. And I felt like actually through this semester, we really broke out of that. Like, I felt like people had to be re-socialized. Yes. About like, how do we yes. be in physical space together? How do you be in class? So I, I did a lot in the classroom to really get people interacting, to introduce folks, to, to sort of like break that ice. So we did it. And then, you know, Thanksgiving, the break was really late this year. And then we come back and we just have a week and a half and then it's finals. So I walked into class today for example, 50% attendance. Hmm. This was our final class meeting and half of the students were not there. And the 50% who were there were dead silent, slightly catatonic, Hmm. a little bit. So I just was thinking like, man, it's sort of like a bell curve, you know, where it's like flat and then you go up and then boom, back down again. So I feel like we are at whatever point is past burnout, like people like were done at Thanksgiving and, and they, some of them physically came back, but they're not really here. Mm, Understandable. 
See, I don't feel burnout. I feel, if anything, more disconnected from my university. Interesting, right? And I think it's because, you know, I lived on campus for four and a half years. So I lived here. Yeah. (laughs) I was already super connected in terms of like student leadership, like more than like your average student and more than your average student leader. So I was in every space all the time at all the events, putting on hosting events, doing all types of things. Yeah. So to be in this space and not to do that level of involvement makes me do feel a little disconnected. I'm always like, what's happening around here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, always a little curious. Do you have uh, FOMO? A little bit, but it's more like, hmm, what is going on around here? I have to like try harder hmm. to stay in touch. Right. Right. And that'll keep changing. I mean, the longer you're away. Yes. Yes. It's definitely a different experience. Hmm. Not a bad one, but definitely new. Yeah. 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 I'll be curious. I mean, I, it w- like it'll be interesting to reflect back on this time. Mm-hmm. Like later, I think we'll actually understand a little bit more about what's been happening for everybody. But there's just like, you know, there's all kinds of fatigue going on and struggle. Yes. You know, and which brings me, you know, you remember um, the conversation with Tony Rosso about academic freedom? Yes. And remember how in that pre-conversation he was like, wait. I mean, we talked like just for a few minutes right mm-hmm. before we recorded and it was at night and um, I said something about how this is a diversity podcast and he was like, what? <laughs> KC, you didn't tell me that, <laughs> but I did. I think that I did. But that said, I feel like we had such, so I mean, you know, he was like a little bit mad, but jokingly so, but honestly that economic justice piece of that conversation and why academic freedom matters and why economic justice matters. That to me was a conversation we hadn't had on the podcast before. No, we haven't. And it's also a super relevant conversation. It fails. Yeah. Cause the reason everyone is tired, on. people have like 14 jobs. Yes. Imagine a world we could just work one job. Mm. Mm. Half a job, half, a, half a job. We could split one. Oh, <laughs> Uh, that's the dream. Yeah. That's the dream. But I really liked him as a guest. I found him very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I was Makes you want to take, that's the, the thing too about talking with folks who are, you know, academics, but also really great teachers. It makes you want to be in their class. But he was super easy to talk to, super yes. open, just ready. To, these are the things. Here, here it goes, how it goes. Yep. That was fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's hard sometimes to figure out what to do as a faculty member when you're like, I have all these students here who are, I know they're tired. I know they're overworked. I know they're, they're stressed. They're exhausted. They're full-time students. And also they have, you know, several jobs. Also they have lives, lives. They have family stuff going on. Like all of these things, it's like more than you can handle effectively. I mean, you can handle it, but like, are you actually able to focus enough on what you're learning? And then how do, how do we deal with that as teachers? Because we also have people in class who all they have to do is be a student. Yeah. But That's one thing I always told folks is life don't stop when you're a college student. Crises happen. All types right. of things happen when you're a college student. Just because you're in class does not mean things stop. Right. So thinking back, so we've been doing this since season two. That's right. How do you think our content has changed? I know we have definitely changed. Have we? I think so. 
It's hard to know. It's like you're yourself every day. We're recording every week. We are recording every week. But I do think we're more comfortable on the mic. Oh, I don't freak out the way that I freaked out at the beginning. (laughs) Oh, it was fine. It was fine. You were fine. I did not feel fine. I feel a lot more comfortable. Not in terms of like being scared to speak, but just more open to Mm -hmm. what I want to say. So you're not as cautious about like watching your words. Yeah, I'm not as cautious. I'm not mm-hmm. as cautious. I wasn't sure to expect in terms of who's listening and. Oh yeah, you're a little looser. You were a little like um, uptight. Like, I was uptight. Yeah, a just little, a little bit. bit. I'm like Jamil, be more relaxed. Be more yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah, because it's a vulnerable thing, like to record a podcast and put it out. But also, this is the first time I ever recorded a podcast, so I had not, I didn't know what to expect. Right. Yeah, I had no clue. Yeah. I mean, same here. I was so nervous. I mean, I'm a nervous person in general. I get nervous before, like, speaking and, I mean, quite nervous. I know, like, I was perhaps the opposite of you as a college student. Like, I didn't talk at all. At all. But yet has a degree in communications. A PhD. A PhD. Not my undergrad. Not my undergrad. Oh, okay. Okay. But commu- like people think communication is just about talking and they it's do. super is not. It's really not. It's really not about that. It um, surprised me. But, you know, thinking about this now, you remember how I always really used to freak out about even just hitting the record button? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's why that's why you all always hear from Jamil first, because I am I mean, I'm actually okay now, but initially I was so freaked out. I was like, Jamil, you have got to speak first. But it works perfectly because I speak first, but you do the introductions of people. I hate doing introductions of people. Oh, I do enjoy doing that. Yes. So there's a give and and take here. It's a lovely balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'll say, you know, uh, the lesson for me there is that practice makes a difference. You know, something can scare you and then you do it 40 times and it's not as scary anymore. Mm. Hopes for season four. Hopes. Well, I'm always hoping to expand our listenership. Yes. Always. So to me, I want more people listening to the conversations and I want, I want feedback. I'm hoping for more folks who are reaching out to us, whether that's via social media, via email, and for us to maybe get inventive with how to engage with the audience. Yes. I love bringing outside guests in, whether that's smaller audio clips So more, we've got some plans for inviting some really cool and interesting guests for next season. So those are some hopes. How about you? I love the education piece. You know, you can listen to this. You can play this podcast in a classroom setting. Oh, yes, absolutely. More of that. More Mm. of that, but deeper. I would love to have deeper, more educational talks at times, Mm -hmm. but also episodes that are completely lighthearted. Right. So I, I want, I'm hoping for more of a mix. Yep. More, you know, imagining. Mm-hmm. More imagining. Yeah. When I was thinking, you know, I think a lot of times. Tell me. Well, actually, let me ask you this. Okay. Diversity work. A lot of times, I think people are like, "Oh, let's look at all the the. Let's look at the trauma. Let's look at the injustice. Let's look at the hard stuff, and like, let's." Let's find the problems. Let's solve the problems. Would you say that's? A lot of folks have a perception of diversity work. Yes. 
let's look at all the trauma. Let's look at all the, you know, the oppression. Mm-hmm. Let's look at folks' bad experiences and let's see if we can be solution oriented. Absolutely. But we don't stop to also think about the joy and healing. Right. And I think there's a middle ground where you can both be acknowledging and addressing mm-hmm. injustices and harms. And that, you know, to be sustainable in any way, movements need, and you've experienced this, like, joy, rest, yes. play. And I'm thinking of Jonah from, you know, our division. And he tells us all the time to rest and think of joy. And he reminds us at every meeting to think mm-hmm. of joy. Yep. And I would love to talk about joy and healing more on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, healing from oppression, healing from situations, healing and diversity work is an important topic. Right. And building power mm. in that way. Yeah. That is not because, you know, uh, so many activists deal with burnout, fatigue, health issues, you know, and we have to find ways to nourish each other so that we can, you know, we're talking at lifelong work. Yeah. DEI work has to be sustainable, folks. A hundred percent. But this is a labor intensive job, labor intensive love. So it can be tiring for folks. And it'd be nice to explore ways on mm-hmm. how do you folks deal with the tiredness of it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially people that have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years. I'd be curious to hear from them because, you know, I have not been doing this nearly as long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of I find that a lot of older feminists, older activists often have very robustly joyful lives. Yes. It's, you know, it's how they how they are still doing what they're doing. I wonder if it's because I found doing this work is you tend to do it in community. Yes. Around tons of other people. Right. And I wonder if that's the joy piece. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Right. That it's just like. Because also when we're doing this work, we're eating, we're, you know, spending time together as like human beings and, and we have to sort of nurture and nourish each other. Yes. Mm. So how can we do that on the podcast? Oh, come back to season four and you'll find out. We're going to sleep on that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we're definitely going to sleep on that. For days. Yes. If our listeners do not know, we talk about this podcast every day of our lives. Every day. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the conversation about rest and joy. I did want to leave an offering for our listeners, mm. which is to share a quote that I heard from Margot Okazawa Ray, who's a human rights activist, a woman who does all kinds of anti-war, international work, really amazing scholar activist. So Margot, o- Margot Okazawa Ray, I heard her speak at a book event in the summer of 2020, and I I think of this quote that she shared on a weekly basis from Aurora Levins Morales, who's a poet, who you all should check out. But here's the quote that Margot shared. To live a lifetime of audacity, dwelling in the place where joy meets justice year after year, can only be sustained by being so in love with a vision of what's possible that we no longer flirt with despair. Mm. Isn't that nice? It's lovely. Yeah. And that, you know, Margot really embodies that, that spirit, that joyfulness, and just knowing that underneath our struggle also needs to be this love with what's possible, 
which is a big part of why we try to do some radical reimagining work in the podcast and with so many of our guests. Yes. Joy as an act of evolution. I feel sometimes we get to the podcast and then someone says something and then we're just nodding. Yes. You can't see that. But I feel like that's the word. That's it. Yes. I feel like on the podcast, too, when you're speaking, small gaps feels like hours. Small pauses do. When in actuality, it's very quick. Right. But sometimes it's like you say something and then I'm like, hmm. Hmm. I'm going to sit on that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that. Yes. But it's official. We are co-hosts producing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Two seasons. What is this? There was 14 episodes, I believe, for season two. Hmm. This is going to be the 10th episode for season three. So that's 24 episodes. Oh, 24. That's over 24 hours of content Hmm. of us. Hmm. Tons of topics. Yeah. LGBT topics, black history, the black experience, immigration we talked mm-hmm. about, all types of stuff. Yep. Yep. And we are we really are busy planning season four. We really are. Are we gonna give any hints? Well, black history is definitely Black History Month is coming mm-hmm. and you know, don't be surprised if you get some black history content. Don't be surprised. I love Black History Month. Any other hints? Any other hints? Hmm. Teasers. Any teasers? Might be talking to some really important people. Might be. Might be. Might be. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give one away. Okay. We are we're talking with a group of students. Oh yes. Who we're we're doing sort of a behind the scenes like who the students who came together created a really powerful campus event. And they're going to, we're going to talk with them about like, what was this process like for you to sort of learn how to become activists? And they went through a whole lot. They had a lot of dead ends, a lot of things that didn't go the way they wanted to. And they really created something amazing. So they're going to be talking with us about, about how that was and, and really sort of demystify some of this too. So that conversation I'm really excited about. I am too, because I have planned plenty of events. Large and small, so mm-hmm. I'm sure I can feel their pain. And you're a very important part of their journey. Oh. Special thanks to Jamil. That's, you know, that's sweet to say. That's sweet to say. Well, it's the truth. They'll tell you. I, I cannot wait to have that You'll hear it in season four. <laughs> yes. You, you hear that at the very least. Yes. And, you know, so as as we are, you know, in this holiday season, end of 2021, the new year, Reach out to us. So engage with us on social media, catch up on past episodes, email us if you've got thoughts of any kind. We'll take them all. We'll take them all, uh, especially topic requests. Oh, sure. You have a question? Send it in. You got a guest you want to hear? Let me know. Yeah. Who are they? You want me the guest? <laughs> Put me on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Email us at realtalk at southernct.edu. Yes, real talk at southernct.edu. We're also on Twitter, Instagram. We're on the website, on the SCSU website. That's right. We're places. All right. So, Jamil. Casey. Happy end of season three. Yeah. Round of applause. Thank you to our listeners. We really do appreciate you. See you next season.